Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. to the first Wise Men Say podcast of a new season. New season, pre-season, girding our loins. It's, it's definitely not last season. No. no. It's, it's post-World it's, it's Cup. Mid. So it's, it's like a sort of purgatory. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like <laughs> yeah. purgatory. Have you, have, you, have you you the expression, gird your loins? As people say, oh, you gird your loins to prepare for something. I was thinking Oh, yeah, about, that well-known expression. Yeah, to gird your loins. Have you never heard that before? No, I've no. never heard To get no, ready. To yeah. mean to like to exercise, get ready. And I was thinking like, is there any other way of, for, in terms of loin, loin preparation? <laughs> I don't know if there's other, other methods of loin preparation. Is that the original? There probably is, but it's probably is after the, the watershed. <laughs> yeah. Is that the original and best method for, for loin preparation is the GERD? What is a GERD? Maybe you can at us, at Wise Men Say Pod, and tell us um, what is what that means. What or we start? Google it. What a start well, of know. the season. Have you, <laughs> Defining GERD. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's... Rory there, who hasn't been on in ages. I haven't been on, I was trying to think on the way here the last time I was on, and and I can't. How was your loin? How am I loin, or yeah. my loin preparation? Both. <laughs> Both. I mean, is it well prepared? <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite, maybe when we signed a couple of strikers, it'll be, uh, it'll be more well prepared. <laughs> more well prepared loin. But those new red seats, they're, yeah, yeah. they're girding the loins. They're, they're all girded. Very nicely. The, yeah. yeah, iron girded. Yeah, um, the, the seats we are attached now. to iron girded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's technically correct. Anyone who did did you, any, anyone here go and change your seats and, maybe, and tell us if they are made of iron, the rails? I don't know. I didn't go. Don't shake your head, Mickey, because if you just go like that, nobody can hear it. <laughs> That's great radio. <laughs> Wait, you don't have to go and change the seats to know what they're made of. You can see the... Oh, I you see, can see uh, all of... None of the... You could just hidden. have sat in one. <laughs> yeah, I've sat any in of one. the last 20 I, years. I have sat in one for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. I sat in... The thing is, I don't, I don't sit in them. I stand, you see. And then I, like, chuck pints about on the concourse for, uh. like, the... 40 minutes of every game because I'm a, a massive lad right. um, so I don't tend to watch the game I just I'm really so, hard so why do, why do you care about the seats anyway then? were you going ripping the seats out and then stopping people from putting new ones back in um, actually is he that much of a lad you don't believe yeah, in don't believe the seat, yeah, that, yeah. That's, a good, that's a good idea why didn't I do that actually did you do that Mickey? <laughs> I can't say I did mate though it's a bit disappointing I know well my reputation slides didn't it so I mean but, you've been you have been to some sort of terraced area recently though I did, yeah, on the way to St. Mirren on Saturday. Uh, me and the lads who I went up with, we decided to call it an abandoned football ground on the outskirts of Glasgow where Third Lanark used to play. 
Um, it's just a public park now, but some of the original terrace and still there to this day, which is quite interesting. Just seeing real old school terrace and which is which is in a stadium which has been abandoned since 1967, just in amongst like trees in a real kind of like picturesque kind of public park sort of area. So it was quite strange to just stand in the middle of all that and imagine what it used to look like when it used to have a capacity of 50,000 people and it held England versus Scotland internationals in the late 19th century, I believe, and maybe the early 20th. So yeah, it was quite quite surreal in a way. Cultured lad. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. That was impressive because I mean, did... he didn't have Wikipedia open at all. <laughs> no, he didn't. I did have a. I did actually have a, a bottle of Budweiser with us while I was uh, looking at the while I was look, having a look around this abandoned football ground. So yeah, it was a proper cultured lad experience. <laughs> yeah. It's like you brought something of the modern. Yeah. Was it one of those yeah. light up cups? From the world <laughs> cup well? I've got one of them in the kitchen. <laughs> I know you do. It's you broken. Brought it in. It's broken already. Like it broke. Like after about. Two attempts. I didn't. I washed in the sink and everything as well. Two attempts. <laughs> Two attempts. I don't, I don't know. Attempts. <laughs> like you, like you tried to drink out of it and it went wrong. It was, no, so it was, it was like, oh, this is going to be two outings. An, an two attempt. outings. Two, two outings. washings. Yeah, okay. Two, two washings. washings. Okay. I washed it in the sink as well, hand washed. Yeah. Made well, sure plastic, not the, it, so it is plastic. Made yeah. sure not to damage the um, integrity of the yeah. cup. And it did that. Itself. It did. The World Cup, the integrity of the World Cup wasn't damaged, though, I would argue, even though it was in Russia. Um, no, it wasn't. But yeah, it was, a very, it was probably the best World Cup ever. Oh. In, in my lifetime, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think. Me, ooh, good, ah. good caveat. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I wasn't alive. Well, exactly. That's what I mean. How do we know? Ex- in terms of excitement, yes, but probably not in terms of quality. I would say it was the best. Thor Michael Cox has joined the podcast. <laughs> no, it's true though, isn't it? Like, it was, it was, it was an entertaining World Cup. Did the, did the, were the players used to kicking the ball? Hey, no, by I, the I, end I, of I the don't tournament. mean that as a negative. I would rather. Can you see... really complain about quality when you watch Sunderland? Yeah, for the exactly. Last two years? I would rather have chaotic but lower on quality football that is entertaining than good quality football. It, it did actually reinforce to me that football at its essence is a sport which is meant to be enjoyed. Yes, and not just endured exactly. for like week after week after week. I like how you spend your time invested in following football and it took the World Cup for you to realise that because Sunderland did that. Yes, bad. it's a massive example of driving that, Christian. What shall we talk about? We've done the, oh, it's how many minutes is that? Probably five minutes. And we've got through girded lines and broken band- Budweiser the, Cups. The, the, the traditional podcast. And abandoned stadiums. Quite a, quite a, a wide uh, range beginning. Um, Mickey was at St Mirren on Saturday. We've oh, had yeah. how many, and you were at, who was at Hartlepool? You were at, who, anyone else at Hartlepool, Darlington? No. I wasn't at either. You weren't either? I wasn't at either of the games. Really? I'm surprised. No. So you went to St. Mary's, the only one you've been to? Yeah, because... So you picked the that's... one that's furthest away. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to Millsborough? I am, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to Millsborough? No, no. I don't fancy it either. But anyway, we've had, <laughs> what, four pre-seasons. <laughs> Look at our enthusiasm. <laughs> 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 yeah. We got that pre-season friendly. Yeah. That's literally ten miles away from where we're recording this. No. It's a bit of a... Um, it, it, it's a bit of a funny pre-season, I think, with the amount of games. I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite put it up against the De Canio pre-season where we played like as friends in on, in a training ground <laughs> yeah. game for like forty minute halves or something, and then we played two games on a bog. One of them was forty minute halves because it was a bog, and yeah. then um, and then we played uh, Micheland. We did. Who were actually quite decent now and beat them. So really, Paul on you. And didn't like did, Craig yeah. Gardner get sent off, but didn't get sent off in that game. He got like, shown a red card, got but then told it was to like, get substituted or something. Yeah, but they were originally were going to send him off. Do you remember Kieran Richardson get not getting taken off by um, Roy Keane in a pre-season friendly against Nottingham Forest? It was on the telly. 
it was on um, Satanta Sports. Oh, yeah. Because we were, like, at the time, obviously, big in Ireland and all that. And uh, Keane was in charge. And for the last half hour, he took Kieran Richardson off and we played with 10 men because he wanted to see um, what we'd do in a game if we're down to 10. That's a very so, Roy Keane thing to do. Yeah, yeah well, so it? it was a day with, I remember it was a, the day with Steve Malbrank that day. Yeah, um, no, I think I we drew one all. I think uh, Phil Bardsley scored right near the end. Was that not the League Cup game? That wasn't very. Oh, well, maybe that. maybe that was. Bardsley yeah. equalised right near the end. Yeah, he did. Maybe I'm getting That's them confused. Did he got the winner? Got the winner. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about the season yeah, from yeah. ten years ago. But yes, now. we did in that game. We did uh, that thing. It was like one of those very pre-season thing to do that and that or do a penalty shootout. You know, after a game for whatever particular, I don't know why you do that, but I've seen it happen. Um, but yeah, it's uh, pre-season. We're deep into it now. Two weeks, well, twelve days to go until we play Charlton. Oh. Um, you know, are we are we terrified? Are we medium? Yeah, I think pretty medium, especially after putting six goals past a team who were, you know, obviously not that much of a massive. <laughs> I know we're in League One, so it's a bit harsh to call to have a dig at another team for not being a massive club. But they're into the swing of their season now. Yeah, they're, they're so, in that weird. League Scottish League Cup yeah exactly so they've been playing actual competitive games so to go and put six past them when you're looking at our starting lineup, that doesn't really have like Madger was the only reckon, was the only senior striker you wouldn't even think of Madger as actually a senior striker would you given his age so to go and put six past them Lyndon Gooch playing well um, goalkeeper by all accounts pulled off a couple of good saves and looking like we're quite comfortable on the ball um, I've only I'm only going off highlights and comments I've seen Mickey you'll probably be able to give us the best analysis of that I think you're spot on particularly when you're talking about McLaughlin he had a really good game it was just after the absolute shambles we've seen for the last season with the three goalkeepers we had it was just so nice to see a goalkeeper just coming off his line and commanding his area taking crosses he did nothing spectacular obviously he made a really good save in the first half and he made a decent save in the second half but just everything he did he just did it did it well just looked competent and that's all you want and the only thing out that concerned me a little bit on Saturday we were still a little bit susceptible to just a long ball over the top and a couple of times St Mirren got in behind which I don't think we really showed in the highlights and we relied on a recovery tackle and I think Flanagan doesn't particularly have a great amount of pace and um, oh, I forget what you call that he was playing for Hearts Osterkey isn't particularly quick either, but in terms of when coming to meet the ball, they were really good, and we played it out from the back really well, which was good to see. We weren't panicking when St Mirren were trying to press us, we were playing it out, and actually, Catamore, he had one of them games where his passing was quite good. Um, or Funnily enough, in terms of his defensive side of the game, Catamore wasn't great, but in terms of knocking the ball about, he was really good. He got us going for one of the goals. And I think what was really really good from my point of view was even when we were 4 5 nil up you see for Molyneux's goal how many bodies we committed forward even at that stage of a game and it was really good and it's a lot of the stuff that Jack Ross champions about when you get the ball in the final third not coming back out and trying to get something every time you go in there so I think from a tactical perspective I think it was a really good game and I think that it's evident that what Jack Ross is doing during like the training sessions is actually paying off because we seem to be improving game on game because Grimsby were a lot better than we were at Hartlepool and then we were up another level again against St Mirren, so I just hope we can go into the Borough game and actually give them a good competitive game and go into the season with a little bit of momentum. Do you think mentally, <clears throat> for supporters, the situation that was created um, at the start of the thing, of, of, well, I guess the start of pre-season, you know, just after Ross coming in, comments 
from the ownership suggesting that you know a lot of people wanted to leave pretty much everybody wanted to leave do you think mentally maybe a lot of supporters are kind of checked out with a lot of those players and they kind of written them off like they're all going to be gone so we don't have to think about them we don't have to worry about them or you know we, but now as it's getting towards you know towards the start of the season it is clear and it was it was never going to happen that all these players were going to leave because we're not going to sell 12 13 14 players yeah. and then replace them so it was always going to be a case where some were probably going to be convinced some won't move on and we'd be using those players and there should be good players at that level and maybe you know have they kind of been mentally discounted as options like we feel as though we need to replace yeah. them before they're gone I think so I think one of the big problems with that was like <laughs> realistically if you look what was said at the time it wasn't actually everybody but was it Ethan Robson yeah. was, was Ethan the Robson, guy Ethan Robson Donald Love and yeah. Paddy McNair Paddy McNair was the one yeah I mean that's yeah. that's that's been good, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't actually all of these other players want to leave. It was just these are the ones who said that they definitely want to stay, and it kind of got warped into. Well, hang on, nobody else has said they want to stay. They must all want to be off. And I don't, I don't think it was ever like that. And I think it's a bit ridiculous that it was allowed to spiral into that sort of thing. Because realistically, we are going to get rid of a few players, but we can't get rid of all but three of them, sort of thing. And hopefully now that's kind of resonated with people. I don't, I don't think any of us were there. We were saying, but I know down at Hartlepool, a couple of players got a bit of stick, uh, basically based off the back of that. And it's quite toxic, really, because at the end of the day, these are players that you are going to need. Um, hopefully, results like Saturday, performances like Saturday, will allow people to realise actually some of these lads do want to be here, and they probably always did. Well, it's a bit of a hangover, isn't it? From the previous, or, the previous ownership, the previous situation, the attitude of certain players towards the club generally, the atmosphere around, you know, the fans feeling as though that certain players don't care. Um, having that sort of confirmed in, in many respects repeatedly but, by certain people means that I think that's, that's kind of manifested itself. But now it, it is, as like I say, it's abundantly clear that those play, all of those players are still going to be here. Um, I mean, we're talking about um, George Evans, who doesn't look like he's he's joining the club now. And you know, com- the comments yesterday about you know he's he said he was going to come, and now it appears he's shopping around a bit himself to see if he can find himself a championship club, or there has been interest from a championship, and he wants to championship club, and he wants to explore that. I mean, how do people feel about that? I mean, you know, I just my, my I'm quite philosophical about. It. I mean. <laughs> I'd rather players actually. I mean, con- the, the, he's he's going to get a lot of criticism. Has had criticism, um, but we, we've, we've talked on the pod before about players not thinking about where they're going to go, yeah. thinking about the moves. Now, some might be cynical and say, "Well, he just wants to try and get more money and play at a higher level." Well, is that is that is a that bad a bad thing? thing? We're in League One. It's going yeah. to be hard to attract players, especially a player that's already in the Championship. I know, like we managed, obviously. Get we've managed to attract players from like Hart and obviously um, McGur- is it McGur- McGeoch, McGeoch. McGeoch. I'm going to go yeah. with McGeoch. McGeoch. That field, was that field. was how the stage announcer pronounced it. It's a, oh, and he would know. He would know. So like attracting him from Hibs and he'd been in the um, Scottish Premiership team of the year. So McLaughlin would have been in the Premiership team of the year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So maybe getting those deals done early has made us. And I, I've probably been guilty of it myself of thinking, 
oh well we're still a massive club and everyone will want to come to us it's not that simple not every player is going to think like that like fair play to McGeoch and to McLaughlin for, for thinking that way and wanting to get involved in this and looking to build the club back they'd, up they'd have options that they would have considered yeah as well. oh, they totally yeah. will have and and they cho- they want to be made us. aware of them yeah. and, and that's important like sometimes it it's best not to know the finer details of transfers and I guess that's a point I think that we've had tweets about as well are the owners being too a bit too transparent? Can that might be having a negative effect on players that we don't yeah. potentially know about yet? They're thinking, well, I, I might have discussions with them, but then is that going to go public straight away? And I might want to assess my options, and that's going to have a look bad on that that player's reputation. Like that could be having an adverse effect. I'm not saying it's going to stop us from signing players completely, but there's a reason that informa- a lot of information doesn't come out because it's still someone's livelihood at the end of the day. Like These are still people who probably don't want that being plastered everywhere and getting a lot of stick and a lot of like hatred, to be honest, for a club that they might not even sign for. <laughs> like it's, uh, I, I agree. And I, I think, to be honest, I don't really see that if they're still after Evans, which when they let well not even let slip when they said that he was looking elsewhere it seemed like they were I don't really understand the merits of telling people that he's looking elsewhere because yeah. if he joins it put, well it, it puts him on the back foot yeah, straight exactly. away I as mean, soon as he has a bad spell it's I mean, I, people are going to be into it this probably isn't like the best example really because it wasn't like he wanted to go elsewhere but I always remember when we signed Danny Graham the night before the night before we signed him he was getting booed <laughs> and nobody nobody wanted him there and that, and that was through that didn't was, he get applauded off he nearly scored a like Bramble tackled him like the last <laughs> minute. And that was that was because he'd said something to a fanzine like years before and that. And it's like, well, if and he obviously I'm not saying the reason he never made that Sunland was because people weren't particularly happy with him signing, but it it's doesn't it wasn't help. very good. That's well why. that is probably <laughs> why. That would be the biggest reason why. But he um it, it doesn't help. And I, I think now see say they go do go and sign George Evans, everyone's gonna be like, Well, hang on a minute. It, the first time he has a bad bad game someone's going well, he doesn't want to be here anyway does he and I don't really understand the merits and I understand that the owners want people to feel like they're kept in the loop and that but I think there's a line to how open you have to be I mean realist- realistically like we don't need to know every single aspect of a transfer we don't need we don't need to know every single aspect of contract negotiation just tell us when we've signed someone and also just because a player has options and then chooses one of them. It doesn't mean he doesn't didn't mean want to be he's, here. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's not going to be as committed to the yeah. club that he's he's moved to. I mean, but, but the end of the day, they put it like in your job. Somebody goes to you, right? You can be promoted two levels above where you are now, or you can be promoted a level above, but that might give you better prospects in the future. It's not an easy. It's not like you're going to go. Oh well, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll definitely take the one one level above because there might be bigger future. I mean, but I don't know, like. What happens if a, a championship club who are pushing pushing for promotion next season come in is is then a bad choice for them? Like I, I think people kind of need to realise where we are. And you can you can meet in the middle with like letting that information come out. You can if Sue O'Donnell wants to let people know what's going on, he can just say, "Look, we are looking at players." Like he can even say, "Like we're looking at a striker. Yeah, you don't have we're to working name. on it." Yeah, you don't have to name them and and say that or we had something agreed, but now they're talking to someone else. Just say it, we're working on it. We well, are working on signings. That, that that reassures you. That's all you need, really. That's the thing somebody said to me. They were like, oh, well, uh, he's getting asked the question about that specific player. He's got to answer it. Like, he doesn't. He doesn't he at could, all. He could just turn around and uh, go, no, well, we've, the, we've got the, irons in the fire. Let's the, see what happens. The reason it's 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 it, 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 it's in interest is because 
nobody else is doing it. Yeah. There's not, I mean, at West Ham, bizarre. Peter when as well. Yeah, Peter. But there's a, there's a reason nobody else does it. Like, at the, at the end of the day, and I don't want to come across overly critical here, but there's a difference between owning Sunderland Football Club and Eastley Football Club. And I think, I don't know, I think that's probably getting through now. Like, I think on Sunday he turned around and said he's going to take a step back from commenting on transfers. And to be, I, I don't think there's anything cynical about it. I think he's, he's just thinking, look, I want to keep people in the Oh, it comes from a keep, good place, yeah, definitely. But he's kind of realised, he was like, hang on a minute, there's like thousands upon thousands of fans here. Some of them are crackers. And, <laughs> and, Included if, us. If I keep, yeah, we're if, the ones spending our exactly. spare time <laughs> yeah, recording yeah. talking about it. Yeah, I bet you nobody else has got the uh, fleece on a dining table. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, unless you have tweet us wise men say pod if you've got a fleece on your dining table do, fleece, do, I thought this was more of a blanket talking at the mic do people listening know that WMS Towers has had a makeover I've tweeted a picture you have okay. right, fair enough yeah so th- this season just to, so we'll, we'll crack on Mickey's being quiet away. I'm going to come to Mickey in a minute because I want, want I need some luff um, <laughs> yeah so we've got a variety of things we're going to do this season this is our Hope it sounds all right. Better than last time we, we used it. The first try we did, the portable kit, we've had some, we trialed it and we've done some bits and bobs. I think it sounds a lot better now. Um, so we've got this portable kit that we're using today. Um, we're going to have multiple studios that we're going to use this season. There's going to be different presenters. Um, so you're still getting the two pods a week. There's going to be extra stuff as well. So we've tried to kind of mix it up a little bit. So this is the first one using the new, the proper new gear. So hopefully it sounds all right. But anyway... Moisa, um, more about not so much the player, but about the, the, the a lot of the talk around the approach to getting this player. So forget about the whole whether we should be publicly talking about players or whatever. We've kind of covered that off with the conversation around George Evans. More about the approach to to buying players and Cheltenham had the price tag one point five million. Now, obviously, Bristol City have brought him in and they've paid £750,000 more than that to get him, apparently 2.25. I don't know if that's up front or whether they paid a chunk up front and, you know, they're paying the rest later. We obviously had it. The, the price was set at that price. If we're willing to spend that money, is that player a top target for Sunderland? And should we be going right? We need to get the right players in. The players were scouted. The players were want. It's £1.5 million. We go in and we quietly go for him at 1.5 million or because I know a lot of people were talking about you know the, the piss take party stops here and all that and people, there was a lot of reaction and everyone's entitled to opinion a lot of reaction about well you know sod them if they're not willing to accept the money that we've offered and all that it's like well if it was the other way around we'd be saying that they were taking the mick by offering less than we, we'd valued the player at so the narrative around transfers at the moment I think is a really interesting thing especially if this was Ellis Short, now I'm not comparing the two, and I understand the, the reasons why people would be frustrated get under the short regime, that lack of money being spent. But and, and we're in a much better, I feel as though we're in a much better position. There's no evidence suggests we're in a much better position off the pitch yet. I mean, the, the debt's gone and all that. But on face value, I would, I would say I'm more positive. I feel personally There's a better more feeling positive, around the club, feeling, isn't Absolutely. Yeah. So do you think people will be... If it was Ellis Short still in charge and it came out that we'd bid a million for a player who was valued 1.5 million, do you think people would be criticising Short for not stumping up that cash immediately and bringing that player in? Is there leeway for, for the new ownership in their approach? Because people almost seem to 
to be going the other way. So rather than going, oh, well, Ella Short needs to get his cheque, we we'll to spend this money, it doesn't matter, it's irrelevant. Now it's all, well, we've got to cut our cloth accordingly and and all this kind of stuff. But I was going to go to Mickey first. With I mean, that's a very long question. But was, <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's, more, it's, more, it's not a one-off question. It's more, and don't give me a one-word answer now because that would be rubbish um but it's more about setting the scene for the discussion and you know i think there's a lot of talk about around that and chris will be able to add a bit of context about some of the financials hopefully as well which we'll come on to later, later. well <laughs> well we'll see if, if you like <laughs> i guess and then we'll, we'll assess it at the end but what do you think mickey to come to you finally well it's a very nice speech gareth uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of your answers that one isn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah um I think you've actually, within the question, covered a lot of what I was going to say. I was going to bring up a point. I was going to bring up a point Great, about. Well, we'll move on. <laughs> no, I, I was going to bring up a point about um, Ella Short versus a new ownership and whether, if Short was here, there wouldn't be so much goodwill. But I think that's just a natural thing because it is new, and at the minute, there's no reason really, apart from be, being a little bit too transparent, to have a huge amount of doubt about the ownership and their intentions. So, if that is their policy, that they have a evaluation of a player and they're not going to go beyond that then I think in some ways that has to be applauded I mean I know you've got to have a little bit of flexibility but if we say this is the budget constraints that we're working on we can't then just adjust it willy-nilly so I think that there is merit to it but I do see the other point of view as well that um, if he is our top target then we should really have just pushed on the Gottman in the first instance but I think it's interesting to see he went to Bristol City because obviously isn't that um, Lee Johnson, yeah. Gary Johnson's son? So you think has that deal been in the pipeline all the time, and they were waiting for like smoke out of the clubs? Stuff. But then at the same time they paid two point two five million, and then the fee was one point five. Then surely they would have just gone. It's one point five million. Buy him. True. They knew if the price was set at the start of the summer, yeah. the price was set. I mean, so I might say some school has gone yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I don't. We're not laughing now, are we? I don't believe that. I just think it comes back to a, a wider point about what we're talking before, and I hope this doesn't come across like we're digging out the new ownership. By the way, but I think it's fair to debate uh, all the points. I think it's fair to debate all the points you've got. You know, it's great that they've been on here, and it's great that they're doing things with like Royal Report, ELS, and stuff like a... that. But we've got with supporters, you've got to talk about the the realities of the situation. The reality of the situation is, we've brought in some good players. We've brought in McGill. We've brought in McLaughlin, and we haven't spent any money yet. And yeah. there was a comment made about the biggest budget, Chris, so we can, we can come on to that um, in a second. Um, but yes, we we've mi- we we haven't brought in White yet, who's named as a target, and obviously now he's got an injury, could be out for a month. Um, we didn't get Issa. Um, and now we're going into the season, season's 12 days away and we've got one striker. Seems very familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> well, that's a thing. <laughs> Everything's changed. The mood's different. People are desperate to be positive. But if we get a Charlton and we lose that game... Then you've got five days. People, yeah. people... It, and I, I kind of go, want to go a little bit back to Chris Coleman when he came in and we, we won that Burton game and then there was all that build-up around Reading and we got beaten 3-0. It imploded, obviously, with McManaman getting sent off on half-time with that disallowed goal where he handballed in and all that kind of stuff. And it was almost like in, you can have all the good... You, you're probably going to get a little bit more good nature and a little bit more leeway because of all of the change. Oh, you will, but you got to remember, like Simon Grayson, first three games, everyone was cock a hoop. Then they got beat off Leeds and it all just disappeared. Yeah. Kind of, it, it can disappear very quickly. And I think, 
I, th- I think I think you make a good point. I think. Um, Thanks very much. <laughs> you know, stop Wait, which clock. one was stop it? Stop clock. Yeah. Um, I know there was a lot of no, points. Uh, yeah. about about people's reactions to it. And I think, in fairness to the new owners and that, one of the reasons they've been so open with people, one of the reasons they've come on here, one of the reasons they've gone to other places and talked to the fans, is because they've known. Look, this isn't going to be easy. We're going to have to get people on side. We're going to have to get a bit of leeway. Like, I think what the problem is now is they've probably gone at. At, at first, anyway, they probably went a little bit too far. Like that biggest budget comment. Now, people are now some people are now saying, "Well, he's still technically right because we've got wages and that." And it's like, "Well, okay, fair enough." But you don't. He was he was bragging about it. Yeah. You don't brag about. It. Oh, we've saying, got we've got like, the biggest budget, yeah. but we've got to spend all but five pence on players you, who don't want to be here. So you don't. You, you don't, don't go like I've got the biggest albatross. <laughs> you know what I mean? You but that's what, that's what I mean. And so. Okay, right, if we want to get... I've it, got the biggest Papi Gilabodji. <laughs> I don't want to brag about that here. <laughs> Is there a bigger one? Do, do, we, do we need a bigger one? I don't know. It depends if you're using them, using them as a metaphor. And then I think there could be bigger, there could be bigger ones at Sunderland in the past, yeah. to be fair. If you know of any bigger Papi Gilabodjis, <laughs> tweet us at Wise Men Say Pod. If you know of any other. Any other Papi Gilabodjis. <laughs> Big or small. Yeah. It sounds but, like a swear word all term, doesn't it? Oh, he's a right Papi Gilabodji. Uh, yeah, he, does, like, <laughs> he was Papi. He was? Um, he was. And he was... Jilla dodgy, Jilla dodgy. Yeah, there we go. Dodgy. Very dodgy. Very, do- there, yeah. Happy, very, 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 dodgy. Dodgy. very, very dodgy. I think that's what I mean. Dad. There we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no. So your dad was fuming on. Oh, don't, don't. We can't call him out to however many people listen to this. I'll oh. do that when I next see him. Yeah. Um, but no, go back. Got a platform here. <laughs> You're going to abuse him. Platform to dig out your dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to dig out your dog, come on the show. <laughs> tweet us. Tweet us. Dig out your dog. Pod, and we will retweet it. Um, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, no, we were talking about the biggest budget thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, and and I think the problem is like it's all well and good saying that, but it does set people's expectations. So then, when like I, <laughs> I tried to point out the other day that really in this division you don't need to spend a lot of money, and you don't. But there's the ex- I mean, some people will always just want you to spend money, uh, like it's the way football fans are and that. But that kind of expectation has been set, and when. Especially when the chairman's constantly responding to people asking about transfer targets. Are we in for this person? Have we put a bid in for this person? And we've heard a couple, couple of times now we've had stories leak out where we've put in a seven-figure bid and all that. And it's like you kind of you need you need to pick a side. Are we are we gonna are we gonna manage it? Are we gonna do it properly? And chances are we're not gonna spend very much money. We're gonna get the wage drilled down. We're gonna bring in free transfers and that who can be more than good enough for this division. Or are we going to like keep talking all guns blazing and say, oh, we're putting seven-figure bids in here, there, and everywhere, sort of thing. I just think, I, I think it's kind of, I feel like it's all good intentions, but I think they kind of came in all guns blazing and now they're looking and thinking, hang on a minute, people have, take, people have took that at face value, we need to roll this back a bit. I think even before the new owners had said anything, I think even just after being relegated, we was, we've said on this podcast before we had any real reason to believe it is going into League One we need to be going down there and thinking we're Sunderland we're the biggest club in this division we need to be winning every week we need to steamroll our way out of this division and what people equate to that when you bully your way out of a division especially in low, in the lower leagues in the championship as well is spending a lot of money people equate, look look at how it is different but look at how Newcastle got out of the championship and spent what 30 million if not more building that squad just to bulldoze their way out of the championship. We're obviously not going to spend that amount of money, but you'd expect to spend 
two and a half, five million quid at least. Like we're being linked with Billy Sharp, for example. If he drops down a division from well, I was talking about going to Bradford on loan. Yeah, that saw the some stories. He's going to be on good money. For it's good money, and if you want to sign him permanently, Sheffield United yeah, probably expect a decent amount of money. And it'd be a statement of intent as well. And that's what you're selling, you know, more season tickets off this season. We sold more season tickets this season than we did in the Championship last season, and people have bought that because they're expecting for the first time since probably Steve Bruce was manager, we're going to win most of our home games, and to do that. You are going to have to spend a little bit of money and you're going to have to get for what is it at League One level at least that little bit of star quality well I will, I will come back to this sort of more football based discussion shortly we're going to have a very brief break and then when we come back we're going to have a more in-depth discussion about um, finances stuff because Chris has been kicking <laughs> off in the group chat when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Doubt. Um, about um, finances. Finances. So he's going um, <laughs> to um, give us his, his view on all of that because he's done lots of exams about accounting. <laughs> so when we come back, uh, Chris is going to give us a bit of a lowdown on that. So welcome back. Chris, the big build-up. Thanks. GCSE maths A-level, is it, you've got? Yeah, yeah. A-level. What class. did you get in the... What the A-levels. Yeah, B, got, was it? I got an A. An A. Which was more impressive because double maths was on a Friday morning and <laughs> studio down Chessie Street used to do all you can drink on a Thursday night. So... Realistic. You could have done revision, couldn't you? You could have like gone, no, no, you don't add it up. I could have. I'll, I'll add it all up. <laughs> I'll, I I'll do the round. I could yeah. have, but I chose not to. Chose not to. Hence, I can now brag about it some... Yeah, you've done a watch. You've done nine lots. years later. Yeah, Why did you look at your watch for nine years later? later? Very, <laughs> very clever watch. Very, very, that was like a Peter K punchline that you did. <laughs> look at your watch to find out. How <laughs> I think it literally is a Peter yeah, K punchline. probably is. I think it's going on holiday, his. But anyway, so the question... Kind of gives a bit of colour around it because I'm trying to wrap my brains about which bit. There's been a lot of questions put about. Firstly, the the Sartori stuff. So Sartori stake in the club. There was comments made that Sartori stake was worth twenty percent. Yeah. For three million, then it was people. Yeah. Well, that means that value is a football club at like fifteen million pounds, yeah. which doesn't really make sense. Um, how can Sartori stake? Is Sartori stake smaller than? Methan stake in cash, I don't know. And then there was a few comments around what that three million pounds is. So what 
So, so three million pounds is it the down payment? Is it on? It was said it was a down payment on an investment in I the think, club. I think again, like obviously, it's great to being open and stuff. But one of the problems you have is like stuff like this isn't particularly easy to kind of unravel anyway, and you kind of th- there's a reason like in pretty much in most businesses kind of thing these sort of things aren't disclosed like when when Drummerville took over like it took years to work out who was actually involved never mind work out how much money they put in and stuff and um so i think they've tried to clarify it but i'm not sure it's perfectly clear but i think what they're saying is sartori's bought 20 percent or will buy yeah sorry he's bought 20 percent uh which will come to 8 million because it's going to be right. 40 million overall what he's put down so far is his share of the overall, which would suggest they've put down fifteen million. So this is just to cover, and this is to cover the 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 money they've got to repay. Is this? Well, no, this is what's gone to short. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So what? So basically, I think what they're saying is they've they paid the they've forty paid million fi- back over two years. Is yeah. that the agreement? Yeah. So I think what they're saying is they've paid fifteen million to short. Twelve million of that has come from Donald and Methven, and three million of that's come from Sartori. I think, because we had Donald say it was a deposit, and I was like, well, that's an odd way to word it. And then I think, I can't remember, I think it was on, it might have been on my own to say, was it that Methvin mentioned it? I think it was what, the three the three million was a down payment. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I think that is what they're trying to say, which would make sense, because it didn't make any sense that Sartori was effectively getting a 20% stake for five million quid less than what it was worth like a month ago I mean that, that I think maybe there's an element of innocence in the in the answering maybe they're going well we can't we need to do this in layman's terms we can't yeah but, that, but then there's people like you listening who are like follow, to follow a question <laughs> I want to know this I want to know that so I mean you all you can do you, you haven't got the opportunity to have a bat and fall I know you did try and get in touch with Stuart Donald to try and get but, some answers to some questions I don't know if you got back in touch with yes well yeah so the, this wasn't around the Sartori stuff this was around um, the that external loan that the club had. So essentially the way it should work is because that's an external loan and it's secured against assets that the club owns, namely uh, Black Hat House and the Academy, I think. I don't think the stadium is in there. Um, so that gets registered publicly. So once that loan gets written off or satisfied, we should see a document that says that's been satisfied. And it's been two months now and we haven't seen anything. So I direct messaged Stuart Donald and asked him. Slid in, slid in, yeah. <laughs> slid right what, in. What, what time DM. was it? We did have you it, up? It was about 3am, you know, I had, <laughs> I had a few. No, it was, <laughs> and, and I didn't get a reply, which I thought, well, you know, he's a busy man. He's not always on Twitter, hopefully. Um, but then the following day, I made a tweet which didn't mention Stuart Donald and he shared it almost instantly, which did make me wonder. Now, I, I don't know, that, that, that could be putting two and two together and getting five, but it, it makes me wonder why um, there wasn't an answer forthcoming on that because it should be a fairly simple question to answer. So what, what, what are the, just explain in layman's terms. So, really, so realistically, obviously, like we know Short put in whatever, 150 million quid uh, to cover the debt. So I don't, I don't think there's going to be an issue with actually paying off the debt, but what I sense is because this external loan wasn't meant to be paid back until August next year, so August 2019. So 
realistically, if you think about it like that, the bank, if we pay it back now, the bank are missing out on a year's worth of interest, which is actually, I mean, if we try to pay it back at the end of May, it's like a year and a quarter. So a year's worth of interest is about six million quid. So it's not an inconsequential amount. So there's potential that they're saying, well, if you you pay back now, you have to pay all of that or you have to pay like an early repayment. It's kind of like, you know, when you've got a mortgage and you're in your fixed term, stuff like that. And um, so I don't think the issue is that the short hasn't actually cleared the debt or hasn't given the club the money to clear the debt. I think the issue is that it hasn't... Maybe they negotiate with the bank about the, the payment. So, yeah, but, so then the question is, well, hang on, if, if we're on the hook for another year, we've got six million quid worth of interest to pay off. And then, again, this is putting two and two together and getting possibly getting five, but Donald started coming out and saying, oh, we've got all these extra liabilities. Is six million quid worth of interest one? Is an early repayment charge? Like, I don't know. Like, I think... This, this is what I guess if you don't do a full the full due diligence. Well, this is the problem because we know what that happens, isn't it? I guess. Well, we know that. I mean, they've confirmed themselves that they basically did the due diligence after they'd agreed to buy the club, which is. A and pretty, said they did it very quickly. Yeah, as they, well. they said they did it in like three weeks. Yeah. Like it, it was literally, I think, from the announcement that they were going to buy it was like the 29th of April or the 30th of April. It was the 22nd of May or something when they did the press conference. So they've crammed it all in there, and. I mean, I've seen stuff today about, oh, well, Short's left all this mess and that sort of thing. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, he has, but somebody, somebody buying the club should be doing their absolute utmost. I mean, it, it might be the case that Short's on the hook because he hasn't told them about it or whatever. I, I don't know what the details of the agreement are, but it does, when due diligence happens that quickly, you, you start to think, well, hang on a minute. I mean, it, it happened up the road. Mike Ashley came out and actually admitted. He was like, oh, well missed all this stuff on due diligence and that's kind of what we're seeing I mean, he's now he's probably been sick into a fireplace when they were but talking yeah, about yeah. The, those bits probably. he was too busy unrolling wads of cash at the airport I'll tell you what my mate lives <laughs> lived near uh, Mike Ashley um, and he's got a massive house um, well, I like, imagine like it's massive the size of a sports direct mug yeah it's like the biggest house I've ever seen in my life, and he's got like a thing, and then he's got like a sub house in like in the in the grounds of the house that's bigger than like three houses yeah. in my estate. Um, so yeah, who you know selling? But the sub houses, that's the one who, where he goes to Whitey in the fireplace. That's what, that's what he exclusively uses that for. It's just all fireplaces. That sounds like a good name for like a pub or something. The Whitey in the fireplace. The Whitey in the fireplace yeah. sounds that's very like, down the like a hipster pub, doesn't it? But you know what's funny about that as well? What would you call it? The Whitey of a fireplace. The whitey. The whitey. Ah, I'm going down the whitey. whitey. Down yeah, the whitey. yeah. Um, <laughs> Sounds a bit like where UKIP might have their meetings, though. Yeah, it might oh. do. It might do. Um, <laughs> Speaking of political yeah, parties, kind of, by the way, did no, did anyone notice that in St Mirren that had a had advertising hoarding for the SNP? No. I've never seen that at a football ground before. Political party. We also had a Scottish Labour thing though as well. Some wells in the ground. So they're very oh, conflicted. Uh, <laughs> they're both on like different halves of the stadium. <laughs> yeah, on different wings almost. Different seats. The SNP one was in the middle. Different, well, different actually, I had a bit of a 
Well, the stewards who took um, a comment on me a little bit too seriously on um, Saturday, just talking about the whole politics thing. So the whole politics. There were some, um, <laughs> there were some rather um, ill-informed young gentlemen who were who were rather well oiled, and they were singing "God Save the Queen" for some reason. And I was thinking, well, that's a pretty irrelevant chant. Like, if we were playing Celtic, fair enough, it would be a little bit silly, but I could understand why they would sing such a chant. So obviously, I walked past. I was kind of the steward, like made eye contact. And I was looking and said, "Yeah, well, we do realise that like we're governed by the same Queen," and he's got he's went. She's no my queen. <laughs> and I was just like, oh god. <laughs> just absolutely like, deadpan as well. Just glared at me as well. And I was like, okay, I'll just scuttle off in, in the background here. Yeah, should have stayed at the dilapidated old ground. Stayed out of trouble, Mickey. With the Budweiser. Frozen, frozen uh, beef. I actually just chucked that about up by myself. Yeah, just... exactly. But yeah, going back to the point I was making about the. It's not really a point. Um, that was, uh, <laughs> the pub down the road from where Mike actually lives called the Orange Tree. Um, and Joe Kinney gets in there all the time. Ah. So I got us thinking. I bet you one night Ashley's gone down. He's vomit. He's had. A, he's had enough of vomiting in the. He's already had a white. The white in the fireplace. He's been to the white. He's been there. <laughs> he's done a few vomits. He's gone. Uh, needed. I need a new fireplace. This one's looking a bit white. You know, a bit white. <laughs> yeah, I'm whited out. Um, he's gone down the orange tree um, and seen Kinney. He's had a few drinks. Kinney's come up to him and gone. And pitched himself as a new Newcastle <laughs> manager. This is exactly how agreed. I got a job in Pizza Hut <laughs> when I was on holiday with me mate in Ibiza because he managed Pizza Hut outside the Metro Centre. And it's not, it was, not exactly it's not the, the same, same. Is it really? <laughs> it's a bit lower level. <laughs> but unless you were like the owner, the CEO of Pizza Hut, at the no, end, no, and, just uh, Metro Two. You know the one in the car park next to where Toys R Us was. All right, okay. All right. Anyway. Back to you. You just know that, like, you know all those yeah. pl- dodgy Newcastle signings. What, what was the lad who got the seven-year Frank, contract? Frankie will be fuming, uh, Cisco. Is it Cisco? Yeah, Cisco, that's definitely and where that, like, And the, the Uruguayan fella, the Uruguayan midfielder. Uh, the one who never, that never was the one who came and quit because of, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Gonzalez or Gonzalez. I've just said the South American name there, really, haven't I? Well, I'm sorry tell us it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I can't remember what the other point was going to be. But it was going to be that Frankie's fuming. Yeah, Frankie will be fuming because we said Pizza Hut. Why? Well, because he's... For hungers on the Domino's advert. Oh, oh big yeah, shout out Frankie though, getting oh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. World Cup, won the World Cup, yeah. the Music World After Cup. The Tunisia game was it? It was. It was. Yeah. No, no, it was the. Oh, was it? Was, oh, was the Tunisia, Tunisia game? game. Yeah, it yeah. was. So well done, Frankie. Very relevant. Yeah, yeah very relevant. Very well relevant. done. Your <laughs> old song being on there. Your old song being on the uh, on the telly and that. Must be quite good after seeing England winning a World Cup game. He's probably had a right. Was on, didn't Lovely he? Time. But his form went mental. And then he's going to have to come back and host this podcast. Come well, he down will be him. doing a bit of hosting. Like it's not a come down; it's a step up. If anything, if anything, we've, enha- we've enhanced the brand. Do you think that's why brand. I got played? On that's why I got brand. Play, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, shall we do a few questions to finish off? Um, so, we'll look here. Uh, Tom, a mem- one member of the Wise Men Say team, amongst other things. Um, uh, which member of the current Sunderland squad could you beat in an arm wrestle? Don Love. I was thinking Don Love. He's looking a bit hench now, Donald Love, though, isn't he? He looks like he's like slimmed down a bit. Hench? No, he looks... No, <laughs> you know, is looking... he hench or is he slim? I mean, I feel like... Yeah, he does look... Hench, a bit. He, look, he looks fitter. Have you never heard weird? the term hench No, before? because... Why are you looking at us like that? Because I've never heard Gareth was too busy girding his loins. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've heard that. the term girding loins. You've never heard of hench. I can't believe you've like, heard. I that... you look a bit like more fit, a bit like... More muscular. Speaking right, of like people who's filled out, Madja was looking. He's really grown yeah, into himself over yeah. pre-season by the looks of things. Yes. Don't want to grow out of yourself, though. 
Don't fine go too line. far. It's a fine line. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's have a look here. Some so, is there no uh, advance on Don Love? Anyone else? I would go for Don Love. Like, I don't know. I think Don Love looks like one of those like idiots who works on a farm who's like way stronger than like he looks. Kicks a yeah, few times in the head. looks like he could. He could easily kill you. Like I think that's. He could easily kill you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He was like he never. Say, he never says this. anything. Yeah. Like, but he could. He's like, seen things. He could. He could kill you. Our Robin Reuter. We is but go to his left. Just yeah. go to his left. <laughs> his collarbone. Just yeah, collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd be like, if he dies, who dies? Like bring uh, Lee Campman. He would just be too. Or not die. Just he'd be give, too pissed to like arm yeah, wrestle. Yeah, he probably would. Yeah. <laughs> That's based on nothing, actually. It's based on him looking <laughs> like a tramp. That's what it's based on. Hey, Lee Camp played for Cardiff under-23s at the weekend, somehow. So he could end up playing against believe, us in the Checker Trade Trophy. I believe he kept a clean sheet. I mean, they were only playing Lisker FC or something. Do we want to go... Like are we going banter questions or proper... Why not both? Both. both. Yeah. Right, okay. These are ones we're not county fans. OBB is called... As a Notts County fan and Sunderland, and Sunderland fan, the parallels are freaky. Having seen it twice now, I want to reassure Sunderland fans that the expected debts are actually par for the course with Notts being, not it's been seven million on two separate takeovers. Yeah. So I don't know. They had a really dodgy time, didn't they, though, when Sven was Sven, there and Casper uh, Schmeichel Saul and Saul Campbell. Campbell. <laughs> don't think we've gone, we've gone that mental yet. Well, give it time. Yeah, still we'll twelve days. There's still life in that banter thread, isn't there? There is. Yeah, there, there is. is. Um, let's have a look here. We've probably um, like covered off quite a lot of the stuff. Joe asks, "How many points are we winning the league by?" Ten. Ten. Eighteen. Well, Chris can figure out the maximum that's possible. Can amortise the point. We have covered off a lot of the questions, so thank you to Owen Mitchell. Daniel Shellard. I'll do this. I've heard this on other podcasts. I'm copying it in it. Um, uh, Colin Brooks, Neil Dodds, um, people getting in touch, James Holmes and Jay Collinson, who've kind of brought up topics we've already discussed. So thank you just for sending your questions. Maybe subliminally you got in and around Ooh, our yeah. minds and now you mind mongers. You've, you've done us over a treat there. We'll finish um, with this one from Becca Gibson, who asks, would you rather have finger-sized legs or leg-sized fingers? Well, I already have the first. <laughs> I wasn't going to so say I've anything. Got no option. Is it your own legs that you're comparing them to? Or could you have, like... I, don't, I think any leg is, is appreciable appendage, isn't it? Leg-sized so, fingers or finger-sized legs? I think I'd go with um, finger-sized legs. Finger-sized I think I'd be really unwieldy to have leg-sized fingers. Well, it's unwieldy either this, way. That's the point of the question. Is this what happened to Lamine Corney after Sam Allardyce left? <laughs> I mean, could you scuttle, You could probably scuttle about like a little sort of Millipede. land-based octopus if you a had land-based like, octopus. Land-based octopus. <laughs> it's a horrifying thought. I don't like this question. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> it is quite a gruesome yeah. um, thought, but I would definitely go with uh, with the. Um, Finger-sized legs. Uh, I'll just my... say leg-sized fingers to be different. I'd be a nightmare though, trying to like unplug something or yeah. Imagine walking off. with your tiny little leg fingers. Yeah, but there'll be the assumption that can somehow sustain you in this. You could get you could get a wheelchair if uh, yeah, 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 you could. Yeah, you could. Or you could like, a, could, like get solution. in a little trolley and like push yourself along. Or that that would be a less a bit like um, Eddie Murphy at the start of um, trading places. Yeah. You could do that. 
never see that. Oh, Gareth giving me a, a horrified look here. I wouldn't say worthy, worthy of that of that horrifying. I think it maybe I, I, a generational just like, thing. I like yeah, maybe every few weeks just telling Gareth about a really famous yeah. film. I've never <laughs> seen. Have, you, have you watched Alien yet? Nope. Have Gladiator. Watched, nope. Have you watched Jaws yet? <laughs> eh? Have you watched Jaws yet? Nope. Didn't watch but, any of this season. I have, just to I have, like however, even more. I have, however, been on the ride for Jaws in Orlando, so I feel like I know all I need to know. I mean, it's 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 quite quite. Quite poor. I mean, you should watch Trading Places if you if you like the eighties and some light racism because there is some sharks. Well, ah. I, I would say it's more sold. It would not get it would not get made now. We just got to get in. It's like Gareth has removed Chris Weatherspoon. <laughs> <from that. laughs> yeah, uh, already did that before. Um, but yeah, Selling I think that's probably probably it, isn't it? Yeah. Do you feel as though I've got anything to promote? Um, Sunderland, they're going to get Sunderland. promoted. Starting with those little Charlton melts, yeah. Lee boy, you managed. Yeah, get into them, get them fairly. Are they a bit of a posh club, Charlton? I don't know. Croydon, Let's just say they are. Croydon. They're from down south. They must yeah, from London. Croydon, That's the it? logic. They embarrass them. They're derbies. It was uh, South Middlesbrough with a Tory, so I yeah, exactly. There's a lot of politics on tonight, show. Sure. Uh, we'll have. We're not. We don't discriminate against any political party, apart from the racist Speaking ones. We're against, <laughs> racist, yeah. we're against the racist ones. So we don't like the Tories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So some would say you don't like the Labour Party, <laughs> depending on depending on the on the narrative. Um, it's more anti-Semitism. That's the yeah. that's the, that's the that's thing. At the What's better, racism or anti-Semitism? Tweet us at Wise Men Say. Oh, <laughs> I thought you'd go for the Harry Hill effect there, but which is better? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, they have been trying to find out via fighting for a long time, and they haven't got the answer yet. So, see Gaza. Um, so that's, that's a lovely big, little. It's heavy to go out on, isn't it? Well, you know, sorry. But, you know, I thought it was... I mean, really, it was a little. It was quite a good political joke, that. It was with, quite good. Maybe. Because, like, Ga- Gaza, Gaza, you could yeah. have maybe made it a bit more football-related mm. if, if you if you'd had time maybe to think of it, but it was if, off the cuff. So. Maybe if... Have I got news for you? You're interested. I could do that for them. You could do that, that joke yes. for them every week. Or <laughs> Paul Merton and Ian yeah. Hislop, next guests next on guest. the pod. No, I don't think so. I think I'll no. have to do that. Well, you'd yeah, you'd have to do that. Yeah, Corbin has Corbin's been on. Corbin's been on, yeah. I'd be better... I'd be better, I think, at doing the Have I Got News For You. I think I'd be really good at it. Right. I could do that, but I could do that joke that I did about about the Gaza Strip, but I could go up at the end, because that's what you've got to do. Yeah. Or down at the end, it's down at the end, isn't it? So you'd go like, and of course the conflict in Gaza has been going on between Palestine and Israel for decades. Do that, and everybody laughs. Then everybody laughs, because that's the audible cue for the joke. And his love goes, goes down. down. Yeah, <laughs> as the old proverb goes. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. stop. I think we, I think it's time to yeah. go home, isn't it? Uh, by the way, the heat in this room. It's absolutely. I'm feeling a little bit unwell. It's, hot it's actually design. hotter. It's actually <laughs> it hotter in here than it is outside. It's about 25 degrees outside. Yeah, because because we're recording in here, um, we didn't want to open the windows. So like outside noise and that coming in. So like, and there's a fleece on the table, just like kicking out. Yeah, heat. It's like absorbing heat. And then melting us, so I am very. I'm gonna have a shower. I think yeah. if anyone wants to come in with me, <laughs> communal facilities. Well, that'll make it too hot though if we all get in together. It needs to be cold cool. shower, and then we our body. Yeah, that's the, that was the joke I was making. And um, would uh, I mean I need a cold shower if I was in there with you, Rory? God, can we just stop? I think we're gonna wrap this up. Yeah. Anyway, Everyone's already yeah, turned yeah. off. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back um, probably the Thursday before the Charlton game, the second or the AGM. That's what you gotta go to. 
if there's probably not oh, many uh, opportunities to sign up for the AGM now for, on the 30th at the Stadium of Light, go to the Red and White Army website or the um, Twitter page, Facebook page to find out how to get on the list to go to the um, AGM where you'll have the opportunity to ask some questions to, to Stuart Donald and Tony Davison. But more importantly, you'll be able to have your say on the people who are involved in Rawa and all that kind of stuff. So get yourself along. And you, if, you have, if you've never done it before, then you get a feel for what it's about. And also, I think under the new ownership, there's definitely going to be a bit more. There'll be a bit more of a regular thing, won't won't there? There'll be well, a bit more yeah. value in the organisation because I think they're probably definitely. going to be a little bit more, a little bit less less obstructive. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, get yourself along to that. Thirty Monday, the thirtieth of July. I think we were involved in the um, Q and A bit. I think we we're going to be doing the floor walk, and I think Stephen might be kind of chairing it. Oh, done well for himself, hasn't he? No, he's not well, he's not throwing chairs for once. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. he is. On, he's in Greece at the moment, so. <laughs> You know, pray for cafe furniture. Yeah. Cafe furniture, is that what it is, I guess, Chuck the Bell? Patio furniture. Patio furniture. Yeah. How what many point? Yeah, bottles of sun cream do you reckon he's been through for his head alone? Oh, a ginger having to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to inevitably get me back. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we'll end with, you know, at what point does cafe furniture become patio furniture? Depends if it makes its way into the cafe or not. <laughs> it's on the patio. But if the cafe, if the ex, if the license of the cafe extends to an outdoor area, yeah, but then it's the patio. If it's nailed down, if it's nailed down, yeah. Okay. I think like patio furniture is like the crap, like cheap white plastic chair. That's what I would call like patio furniture. Right, okay. Well, if you have got an opinion on that, tweet us at <laughs> Wise Men Say Pod among the other things, and we'll cover all that off on the next one. But we'll be back for the show before the Charlton game, second of August. Um, thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.